I, um, on Friday, joined in with the latest national hobby, the national craze. In fact, it would be labelled a craze, I think. It's, it's not chasing after Pokemon. It wasn't uploading a TikTok dance. It has nothing to do with Strictly, if you can believe that. In fact, no, it was queuing for petrol. I gave in and I joined in with so many other thousands, if not millions of people around the country who've been queuing for petrol in the last couple of weeks and passing lots of empty petrol stations, lots of ones that are closed, lots of people queuing. I think I got off pretty lightly. I only had a 15-minute wait when I went, which I think is that's pretty good going. I did do a lot of praying beforehand. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me. But this particular petrol station did run it very well, I have to say, in terms of processing. But yes... It has become quite a focus, and it's something that many, many people have been focusing on, watching that fuel gauge, watching and hoping and praying that it won't go into the red, and when it does it, it would just keep going that little bit longer. It has been filling our minds, kind of, will we be able to get to a petrol station before we run out? We really need to do this journey or that journey, and for some people, I'm sure it's been really, really stressful. But it's something that so many people have fixated on, it's been talked about. It's been on the news. It's something that just comes up in conversation. And it got me thinking, how's our spiritual fuel gauge? What's your gauge reading? Are you running on empty right now? Because I think one of the effects of the pandemic is that many of us are feeling pretty worn down. Are we prepared to wait for the Lord to be refueled. You know, the, the times many of us have sat in queues for petrol stations over the last couple of weeks to keep our car or our motorbike or whatever it is we drive topped up. Are we willing to wait on the Lord to be refueled? Isaiah 40 verse 31 has this incredible promise. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, not, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If our spiritual fuel gauge is running low, scripture is very clear. If we wait on the Lord, he will renew us. He's the one who wants to take centre stage. He's the one that he wants us to be fixated on. You know, the amount of conversations around fuel, but he wants us to be fixated on him and centering on him. He wants to be centre stage. And so we're starting a new series today looking at centering on Jesus in the hope that we can be refueled as we do that, as we take time to refocus and recenter on Jesus. I started this year by setting out the vision for the church, which was to be Jesus centred and to be Jesus sent. And so we're going to spend the next eight weeks looking at being Jesus centered and looking at some of the things that scripture says about Jesus. And today we're going to start with Jesus is hope. How much we need to be reminded of this. Jesus is hope. He's our hope. He's the hope of the world. You know, there are many things we hope for in life. And some of those things some might say many of those things don't come through. In fact, often things we're hoping for fail to meet expectations or don't come at all. We get disappointed. People let us down. That relationship that we were holding on to 
doesn't work out. The promotion that we were desiring at work just doesn't materialise. Lockdown doesn't get lifted when we thought it would. There's all sorts of things. The world is being shaken. Many of those things we held dear to and held as being secure, they've been thrown away. They've been knocked away. COVID has knocked so many things. But not just COVID. We see it, leaders getting things wrong or even lying. Dodgy dealings are commonplace on news. Health worries, job uncertainties, education affected by school closures, even the rising costs of gas. All sorts of things come along and shake us and leave us feeling wobbly and anxious, even hopeless. For those of you who were here last week, you remember we had our guest speaker, PJ, talk, and he talked about these four, some four symptoms of the pandemic. Well, and then he got us to turn around to the people next to us and chat about if we related to any of them. I hit bingo last week. I got all four. I, you know, I was, I'm feeling shaken by what's going on as well. And in the midst of all this, God wants to say, look to me. I am your hope. I am still the rock. I have not been shaken. In fact, we get incredible verses like this in Psalm 16, verse 6, which says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. This is what we as Christians can declare. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I don't know about you, but I find it so easy to look at the ground in front of me when I'm feeling overwhelmed and looking at the things, you know, the tree roots and things and that just the general being careful and missing the incredible vista that Jesus has laid out before me. What a hope. It takes a conscious decision to look up from our troubles and see the vista that God has called, has created for each one of us. We need to lean into hope at this time, to shift our eyes from the ground to Jesus and all that he has for us. We find our only true hope in Christ. Our hope is rooted in him. He is the only one where we can know the hope that is unshakable. Colossians 1, 27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, there's this, this verse, I think, has two wonderful aspects of hope that we're going to explore a little bit over the next few minutes. First, that Jesus is our hope for the future, but also that Jesus is the hope for the present. So Jesus gives hope for the future. The end of that verse in Colossians says, the hope of glory. The future is bright. We know the end of the story. Jesus wins. There's going to be a glorious day when we get caught up and join in with a wedding banquet, that we are the, the guests of honour. We are the bride and we're going to be in this eternal glory with him. 
There is hope for a better day. The current suffering will not go on forever. We have an eternal future with him. Revelation 21.4 puts it like this. He, God, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Who's found themselves crying recently? I know I have. There'll be a day when we don't have tears. They will be wiped away. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. What a verse full of hope for those of us who are aware of suffering at the moment, who know the pain of loss, of crying, of mourning. There will be a day when there is no more of that. Wrongs will be made right. Everything that's ever been done to us, the God of justice will prevail. Sickness, disease will be dealt with. Cancer will be something that is long gone. Pain will be no more. For those of you who live in constant pain, what an amazing promise. Pain will be no more. Death will be no more. We have an eternal hope and life in Christ. Our sins are forgiven. It's not just an individual hope, but it's one for the whole of creation. He promises to come and renew all of creation. Everything that is faulty and damaged will be made right. This is the future that we have. What a hope he has called us to. Wow. Jesus came and he secured that for you and me. Not down to us. He came to die for you and me. You've been celebrating the communion this morning, remembering Jesus' body was broken. His blood was poured out. Why? So that we could have that future hope. So that we could be caught up in that. Our sins could be forgiven. We could have that definite destination assured for us. There's even hope in knowing that Jesus died for you, isn't there? Someone was willing to declare that you were worth dying for. Doesn't that fill you with hope? For those of you who are feeling dejected and shunned, Jesus said you were worth dying for because I wanted you to be part of that future glory. Hope is found in him because he didn't stay dead. He rose again as we were singing and we we're being reminded of afresh. Jesus is alive. He is the first fruits from the grave. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. It's not a dead hope. We put our trust in Jesus because he's alive through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Quote I, I heard from Spring Harvest many years ago says, In Christ we find a sure and certain hope of an eternal future. Our hope for life beyond the grave is not wishful thinking nor theological speculation. It is secured by Jesus, the first to rise from among the dead. 
He's gone before us. He's paved the way. He's shown that death does not have to have the final word because he broke through from the grave and he's called us, enabled us to do the same because of his sacrifice. A song we sometimes sing, Jesus, Hope of the Nations, says in history, you lived and died. You broke the chains. You rose to life. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear. Our Prince of Peace drawing us near. Jesus, our hope, living for all who will receive. Lord, we believe. So Jesus is hope for the future. But he's also hope for the present. You know, there's something special about sunrise. Something special about the dawn, isn't it? That first light after the night of darkness. The bird's song, the darkness dissipating, light coming, and with it, hope of a new day. You know, I don't know if you've ever had one of those nights when you felt really ill, feverish, kind of having kind of all sorts of strange hallucinations. Sometimes I've had that when I've been really unwell. And you're just holding on for the moment the light starts to come. And although physically you might not feel any different, the light coming suddenly thinks, oh good, I made it through. It's going to be all right. Well, the hope we have for the future, but it breaks into the present. It's bringing light into the now as well. Because we have the sure and certain hope in the future, It can break into now and it can bring light into our situation. Another quote I came across says, we travel in hope, we live in hope, and whatever we hope for in the future does have some impact on our lives today. The future reaches back to influence the present. This is what Christian hope does. Knowing we have an incredible destination gives us hope for now. The light is breaking in even now. And what's more, because Jesus is alive, we can know a relationship with him now. And doesn't that in itself bring us hope too? Knowing that he's with us. He will never leave us. In that verse in Colossians, it talks about the hope of glory, but because Christ is in you, He's here now in our presence, in our midst. The one who sees all, knows all, creates, provides and loves. He's right alongside us every moment of every day. He's with us in the, in the struggles. He transforms lives. He, he, he helps us to keep going. He gives us strength. He brings peace and joy and healing and light and freedom now, not just in the future. He gives us life in abundance. And because of that, we can then carry hope to others. I'm going to do a shameless plug now. I don't know why I say it's not my book, but it's a brilliant book. Uh, The latest one from Patrick Reagan, a guy who leads a charity called Kintsugi Hope and has done a lot of work helping Christians around mental health or mental ill health, 
helping them, being very honest. So I think he's done one called Honesty Over Silence. I can't remember what the other one is, but then he's written this one. This is his latest one called Bouncing Forwards. Uh, and he talks at the end of this book about hope. And he says, hope is saying that everything passes and tough times don't last forever. It is remembering that although we go through storms, difficult situations and circumstances, we have a promised future in Jesus. We have assurance and hope that he will come again, that he will restore all things and create a new heaven and earth. With God, everything is possible. With God, there is always hope. Jesus is hope for the future, but he's also hope for the present. What does it look like? What does this hope look like? Well, for me, knowing God's hope is very much light in the darkness. It's that first light breaking in. Like the sun shining. There are days when I felt there are very thick clouds obscuring the light of the sun. But the fact is the sun is still there, still shining. We can't always see it. Sometimes we see, we feel the darkness. And I've certainly been experiencing that myself over recent years. I know the darkness. It's felt very, very difficult at times. But God says, look to me. Lift your eyes to me. Through this darkness, I've, I've known support of Liz, of close friends, even the doctor at times. But we need to look to God because he is our hope for the future and for now. And I know for me, it's been a conscious decision to look to him, even when I've not felt like it. Even on those mornings when I've not wanted to get out of bed, and there have been some of those, it's that conscious decision to look to him, to wait for him, as that verse in Isaiah says, because those who wait on him, or even the NIV puts it, those who hope in him will have their strength renewed. It's that conscious decision. And for me, as I said, it's, it's been tough. I've been, I've been knowing the support of friends and family. And sometimes, like Jesus, like we saw in the, what I see in the Gospels, the paralyzed man had some friends take, Jesus, or take that, him to Jesus because he couldn't get there himself. Sometimes we need to have friends around us to help us, to help us focus on Jesus. And I've known that. And this, just this week... I was praying with a lady who was just helping me process some of the stuff that I've been experiencing. And I had a real image of Jesus coming alongside me. And I offer this really because I, I believe it's for some of you as well this morning. I was feeling quite overwhelmed with the weight of things, a sense of hopelessness and darkness. And I really felt, sort of just had an image. Of, I was on my knees with a heavy weight on me. And Jesus came up to me, came alongside me and said, let me take that. And he took the weight and he slung it over his shoulder. 
But then he didn't just leave me on my knees either. He helped me up. And he said, come on, let's walk again. Let's do this again. And so carrying the heavy weight, walking alongside me, he said, come on, we can do this. He didn't just walk off again. And I believe that's for a number of us this morning. Maybe the, the heaviness and weight of what's been going on. Maybe it's just global events that have been getting to you. Maybe there's personal things that have been getting to you. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe you're feeling on your knees this morning, despairing. You've been singing these songs, but thinking, oh, it just feels like words. Jesus knows. And he says, come on, let me take that weight for you. Let me be your hope again. Now, Jesus has not just made a way, but he's our running partner as well. He's running right alongside us, cheering us on, saying, we can do this because I'm with you. Another song we regularly sing is one that I've been coming back to and coming back to. Cornerstone says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but wholly trust in Jesus' name, Christ alone, cornerstone. Weak made strong in the Saviour's love. Through the storm he is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Our hope is rooted in Jesus and what he has done. It's a hope for the future, but it's a hope for now as well. Whatever your particular personal darkness, however deep and deep-rooted it seems to be, the light of the world, Jesus, is your hope and the one to reach out for. He is the light of the world, the one who breaks through darkness to rescue us from the foul places we are in. There is never hopelessness with this gospel available to all. No one is in such a dark place that there is no hope left. His knowledge is complete and his reach is total and his compassion is unfailing. God wants to remind us this morning that he is hope. I wonder if the band can come up. I really felt when I was preparing, there's a few kind of outworkings of this message, a few applications. First of all, maybe there's some of you here this morning that have come into church, but you don't know Jesus. You've never responded to him. Someone that maybe you've heard talked about, but you've never said, yes, Lord, I want to know you. Well, you can know him today. You can know this hope. It's not just for someone else. It can be for you too. If that's you, you can receive him and the hope he brings in a moment. All it takes is for you to say, Jesus, I want to know you. I recognize that I need you. I know I've done wrong. Will you forgive me of those things? Will you come into my life and bring light and joy and hope and peace? It's as simple as that. You can do that this morning. 
Secondly, I really felt, and actually Piers confirmed this to me because he came up to me during the, the worship time and, and felt that God wants to bring healing around hope this morning. He wants to restore hope. Many of us have been knocked and shaken and wobbled by things going on in recent months. John 10.10 says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The contrast there between Satan, who would snatch things away from us, leaving us feeling joyless and hopeless, to Jesus, who comes to bring life in all its fullness, or as the message puts it, life that's more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Jesus wants to come afresh and bring hope to those of us who are feeling despairing, just feeling knocked down and hurt, maybe even on, on your knees like that picture I had. He's not walked away. He's in it with us. He feels our pain. So he wants to come and bring hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So some of you this morning, God just wants to come and bring fresh hope for you, to restore it, to enable you to lift your eyes afresh to the incredible vista he has got for you. For some of us, it's actually a fresh calling to be people to carry the hope. You know, we need to have a fresh revelation of hope ourselves and what we've got so we can pass it on to those around us. Colin's world was so powerful about being carriers of hope, of those bright colours up in the trees, of the dullness. Some of us, God just wants to reinvigorate us afresh to yes, this is what we've got. This is the hope that we have in Jesus. Let's get out there and share that. And for us all, if none of those categories fit you yet, I would say he just wants to come and fill us afresh. Fill up our fuel tank with hope again. a prayer in Romans 15 that I'm going to pray for all of us. It says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to ask the band just to play some music quietly. I'm just going to invite you, what does God, how does God want you to respond this morning? This is a moment now, I'm going to be quiet, we're going to have the music playing. What response is it? Is it to say yes to him for the first time? Say, God, come and be my hope. Is it to cry out to him saying, come and restore my hope. I'm feeling done in. Is it to reinvigorate you to be carriers of hope to the world? Or is it just to be topped up afresh?
just let's take a moment or two to be still before God and allow him to do what he wants to do.